0: Hello and welcome to Dead Man's Chest. This is our second episode. I'm Neil and I'm joined once again by Becky. Hi! And yeah, like with last week we thought we'd bring you uh, an in-depth look really at some of the things that have caught our eyes this week. Mm. Um... What have you been watching this week?
1: I've been watching Outcast season yeah, one. You have been watching Outcast. Now this is well, yeah, it's been quite a journey, really. It's, no, this uh, really
0: caught me by surprise because this is not your kind of thing. No, at all. it's not
1: my kind of thing whatsoever. It's very kind of creepy and thrillerish and horrorish. There's as a well. lot
0: of influences there. Yeah, but I don't there's think, a lot. Because you're you're not a big horror fan, no. I don't think you'll see all the influences there, but. I, there's definitely an exorcist
1: there, it it was it revolves around exorcisms and things like that, so yeah. yeah it yeah i was I've really gotten into it as well i've just I literally m- finished the last two episodes you today
0: destroyed the first season yeah um maybe we'll we'll cover a bit more depth
1: yeah definitely it's, it was definitely weeks. a recommendation for anybody who wants a good series to watch during these horrible times yeah um that one's it. really good it's, it's got really good acting in it and it's really really well done
0: I remember watching it when it was on TV but I, I I I mean I caught some of the episodes that you were watching and I didn't remember any of it mm. so maybe I didn't finish it or just yeah maybe I've still got it recorded on, on the, maybe. the skybox maybe <laughs> <laughs> it's, box. Wait, it's waiting for me to, to finish it
1: <laughs> so what have you been watching this week Neil
0: um I think my, f- excuse my stomach, um, my favourite thing I've watched this week was Doctor Sleep. Yeah. Which is the sequel to the film we covered last week, The Shining. Um, what I did really like was that the film starts with Danny and his mum, in the aftermath of what we saw. Mm-hmm. At the Overlook Hotel. Which is really nice. Because you, you get to see the, these characters again. As you remember them. And. Mm. Um, and. Like all good sequels. It takes what you know. And it expands. Okay. On it. So we learn a lot more about the shine. Mm. We see that there are other people. Who have it. But. In in each person, it kind of manifests itself in a different way. Mm. We meet Danny, all grown up, when he's turned into Ewan McGregor. Um, We meet this group of people. I guess they're people. I guess at some point they would have been human. And I don't think it's ever really said what they are, but they're referred to as empty devils. And these guys hunt children who have the shine and they kill them and it's the shine that they feed on. Mm. It's very... It is quite dark in places. Very dark in places. Yeah. Um, and then there's the... the much-anticipated return to the Overlook Hotel for the film's climax. And what's really good is how they've recreated the hotel. Mm-hmm. I mean...
1: Same director?
0: No, no. <laughs> thankfully, um, I'd I'd have to go through it again and sort of be a bit more put it under a bit more scrutiny. But yeah. from what I saw, it's they've done a really good job in recreating That's good. that. They had to, mm. and, and the the really clever trick that they've done with Doctor Sleep is they've created a film that is loyal to the the book. And The Shining. Mm. It, because so is
1: Doctor Sleep a book?
0: No. It was. Oh, yeah. it was a book. Um, but it's... Doctor Sleep, the book, and the film really, is a sequel to The Shining, the book. Mm. Because there are discrepancies between the book and the film. The Doctor Sleep, the film, is really clever in that it it stays true to both mm. and it's it must have been a really difficult thing to yeah. manage but no they have done a, a really good job that's good so but yeah maybe we'll look at that in um, a few weeks as well yeah definitely be nice to, to cover it in a bit more depth because there's a lot going on yeah um the other thing i i saw this week i think um i didn't see it when it was at the cinema and it seems to have, it seems to have been ages since it was at the cinema and I just kind of missed it was Ready Player One
1: okay yeah we watched that the other night didn't
0: we yeah um, very good if you're into your film and your pop culture watch it yeah because there is so there's almost too much happening around the story yeah that you spend half your time going oh god that was the turtles and that was Freddy and that was Chucky and that's the DeLorean and and yeah. Everything and you're it's, not you're not paying attention. It's a
1: attention mashup, to, isn't it? There, there's
0: just so much going on mm-hmm. and at this time I mean it's Easter Monday as we're recording and it, it is a film literally crammed full of Easter eggs. Yeah. there's just, and it, there's almost too much because you're so distracted by things that you've mm-hmm. seen. It's like hang on what did she just say or
1: mm.
0: what are they doing?
1: Yeah, exactly. And also you watched the other night Christopher Robin?
0: Christopher Robin. Yeah, one of the Disney live actions. Yeah. Yeah. Much better than I expected. Yeah. Re- yeah. Much better than I expected. Had no real idea what to think going mm. into it. You've got that kind of Disney guarantee that it's not going to be terrible. Mm. But yeah, really nice talent. Yeah. And yeah, maybe that'll find its way. Right.
1: That'll definitely find its way into the podcast.
0: Definitely. Yeah. So we've each got two films to bring you on this episode. Um Becky, are you gonna get us started?
1: Yeah, so the first one, um I watched this a couple of days ago. It's called Calendar Girls. Now this is this was released back in two thousand and three. I remember
0: this coming out. Yeah. And it doesn't feel like it was that long ago. No, I know.
1: But you've got some big hitters in this one. There are some. You re- so you've got like the likes of Helen Miriam, Julie Walters, Linda Bassett, Celia Emery, Penelope Wilson, Annette Crosby, who was Mrs Meldrew, in One Foot to the Grave. Yes, so there yes. you go. Oh, there's loads more
0: in there as well. Now, this is a true story as well, isn't it?
1: It is. It is yeah, It's based on a, a fundraising idea.
0: By the Women's Institute, Institute yep.
1: in Napley, Napley. Um, so basically, uh, the 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 story revolves around Annie and Chris, and Annie's husband dies from leukaemia. Okay. Um, so they want to fundraise just for a sofa in the relatives' room
0: of the all? local
1: hospital. That's all they want to do. is raise enough money to buy a sofa. To buy a sofa for the relatives' room at the hospital, which I think is a lovely idea. Um, so Chris gets this idea. she sees a sort of girly calendar in a garage, and uh, she goes, right sure we could do this we okay. could we could strip off and replace it with buns and jam and
0: so I'm guessing these aren't your your stereotypical glamour model women no, no, these are. Housewives,
1: housewives,
0: pensioners in some cases, yes, I exactly. can't remember rightly. Yes,
1: yeah, definitely. So they find um, the photographer Lawrence, who's now the nurse at the local hospital, but he also does photography on the side. Now he's played by Phil, Philip Gallister.
0: Okay. Just to (laughs) just to intervene there, (laughs) you will find that Philip Glanister features quite a lot in some of Becky's reviews.
1: Uh, They do, yes, and in my collection at the moment. So there, um, there
0: there is very definitely a Philip Glanister issue at the moment. There is, but not
1: too bad. Not too bad. But anyway, we won't go into that. Um, The calendar goes to print, but the WI don't want to approve it because they don't want their name across it. Right. so they take it to London where they're having this big council for the federation of the women's institute okay. meeting and then they do the speech and then they get it approved that it would be a branch matter rather than um, a, a, a national okay. kind of debate Yeah. so then, then the women at the women's institute goes sod it <laughs> Go for it. Okay. So that's when the branding... And it goes mad. It really does go mad. Oh, I
0: seem to remember it hitting.
1: Yeah. I mean, they had a budget of $10 million. Okay, for the film. For the film. Right. But they made $96.5 million. No, that's, that's not... That, I mean, hobby. that's a, you know amazing amount of money, isn't
0: it? So, how close to what happened... Did the film get? I mean, did did they just take the? Did they take the story that actually happened, and just put it onto screen?
1: No, I think there's been a few artistic licences put in there. I don't think right. it's true, like completely true.
0: Yeah,
1: uh, but I could be wrong. Yeah. But I think they. I think with with the things you base it on, you have to have that artistic license going it's, to
0: screen. It's always tricky. I think when you have a film. That is anchored in reality. Because mm. there will always be people. Who say. Well that didn't happen like that.
1: Yeah exactly.
0: Um, but the fact that it, it took nearly ten times its budget. Mm.
1: So I, th- I think the the basis of the story is there. Yeah. It's just obviously they've obviously changed names. And situations and I things mean, like that. I mean if this
0: was a, a local branch of, of the WI. <laughs> then. You can picture somebody who, you know, one of the things that annoyed them about their, their partner dying was the sofa in the relative's room yeah. being crap.
1: Yeah.
0: Do you know what I mean? Yeah, and, exactly. And, and just the chance, you know, just that little thing probably amplified the experience. Mm,
1: definitely. A little definitely. bit. Mm. And
0: she thought, well, if I can just get a new sofa. Yeah. It will save anybody else feeling like this. Yeah. You know, we can't change what yeah. happens on the ward.
1: I mean, they they go to America because it's such a big hit. Right. And they go to Hollywood and everything like that. But then Annie gets a lot of letters from bereaved women. Okay. In the same situation as her. You know, and then she helps them by writing back to them and, you know, giving her advice, really. Which I think is lovely. It gives her... I find it gives her a purpose.
0: Yeah, it sort of catapults the women involved Yeah. into...
1: I mean, it's such a feel-good film. It really is. It's just one of those films you can put on. It's not complicated. Yeah. It's just very simple and straightforward, and it's perfect. It's just one of those like Sunday afternoon bank holiday films.
0: And the other thing as well is this is... It's got the same feel... As a lot of british films has yeah definitely. i mean it's got the same warm feeling as love actually yeah and definitely four weddings and a funeral and
1: you know loads loads there,
0: there are these there's a core feeling to a british film uh, the other one is the potato pie. And potato. The Guernsey Literacy and Potato Pie. Peel Society. Peel Society. There we go. Which came out a couple of years ago. Yeah. There's just that warm.
1: It is, isn't it? It's kind of that warm British. It's, feel to it, it's, you know. It's, like that, you, jam and jam sandwiches and stuff. Yeah, shrimp, they
0: know? are the film equivalent mm. of a warm bowl of soup. Yeah. There's nothing. There's nothing complicated there. There's nothing. No. There's nothing going to trip you up or or whatever. They just make you feel good when you watch them. Yeah. And you don't. It seems to be a trait in British films. Full Monty was the same.
1: Yeah.
0: You know? Yeah. And no matter how terrible the story is that it's telling, I mean...
1: It's amazing.
0: (laughs) You know, they you always come out of these films feeling all right.
1: Yeah. Uh, They're normally, like, sort of comforting aren't they
0: it's, in a way yeah, it's a, it's a weird and they're all made by different people and different directors and different writers but there seems to be that that, that little ingredient yeah of this film's going to make you feel all right
1: yeah definitely yeah
0: yeah it's a it's it's definitely one to watch
1: definitely and I'll highly recommend it yeah as well because i think it's i think it's a film everybody should watch yeah yeah and with some big hitters in there, you can't really go wrong. Well, it's, as well. it's
0: got Dame Helen Mirren, hasn't it? Yep. Yeah. Julie Waters. Julie Waters as well. The legendary Julie Waters.
1: Yeah.
0: Out of those films we just spoke about, with, like British films and whatever, mm-hmm. which would be your top three?
1: Top three, right. Okay, so we've got Love Actually for sure. Definitely. Because I love it. Um, <laughs> Calendar Girls would be in there as well. Yeah. And a film called Last Christmas as well.
0: Now this has got this is quite a recent one. Isn't this it? is
1: very quite a recent one. This kind of came out sort of November of last year. Yeah. Uh, it's got Amelia Clark, you know, who's Daenerys in Game of Thrones. Yes. And it's, oh, it's such a lovely feel good film. But again. But it's got the the music of George Michael in it.
0: What was I oh know? Sorry to split off. What was the dancing one?
1: The dancing. What blinded by the light? No, 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 no.
0: It was. It had Timothy Spall, and they did a dance class.
1: Oh. um... Finding yeah, your feet. Finding your feet. That's a lovely one go. as well. Another, See, that's another another one as another well. Another one for the Brits. Yeah. Yes. Yeah,
0: they do get something right.
1: They do. Yeah, I think we're very good at making films. I think, and we've got some extraordinary that's, writing talent as well. There's
0: some big talent. And some. Crazy Huge acting talent mm. as well, coming from Britain.
1: Mm, definitely.
0: So, so it was Calendar Girls, Love Actually, and Last Christmas. Last Christmas. That's another one. Which I haven't seen. I think I came across the book. If it seemed, I seem to remember reading it.
1: Yeah, but no, this the that Last Christmas. I will go into a bit more depth later on yeah. with that one. But um, it's such a lovely film.
0: Well, I mean, it's one we, we could review. Over Christmas. Yes. Or in the run up to Christmas. Yes. Whenever Christmas is, because I've got no idea. No,
1: exactly. One (laughs) day seems to morph into the next with a nap in between.
0: Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. Wake up, it's today. Yeah. You're awake for the whole day. You go to bed and you wake up the next day and it's still today. Yeah. And you don't know what day it is.
1: So, yeah. So, that sort of wraps that up quite nicely there.
0: It is. So,
1: what, what film have you got for us?
0: Right. So, my first one is... I think it is a British made film because it was made with the BBC and it's a film that came in really, I remember it coming out, but it kind of came and went before mm. it made too much of a noise Yeah, and it's a film called Mr Holmes and it came out in 2015 and it stars Ian McKellen, Laura Linney and a young lad at the time called Milo Parker who went on to be in The Dolls.
1: Oh, yeah, he was um, okay. Gerald, wasn't he? Uh, yeah. Yeah, yeah.
0: Now, Ian McKellen is, he, and I remember an interview with him, he finally gets to play the great detective. Mm. And it's Ian McKellen playing Sherlock Holmes. Um, But it's not the Sherlock we know. No. Um, In, in all the other films and and TV shows and whatever we we've, we've only ever seen Sherlock at his peak mm. at the height of his powers but in this film it's quite sad to see him you know a character that we know he's i think they say 93 mm. yeah you know, he's he's coming to the end of his time isn't he and
1: yeah
0: definitely and his mind isn't what it was, and you could even say his mind's beginning to fail on him, and you see his struggle with that and sort of accepting that his time as the world's greatest mind is over. Yeah, um, we find that he's retired from the detective business mm-hmm. and. He's living in Cornwall Yes, with his beehives. Yes, which he did do in the books. Uh, he did retire down to, to Cornwall to keep bees. Um, he's been retired for 30 years, I think he said that.: Yes.
1: He? He's been retired for a while.:
0: But where this film's different is he feels like he's actually part of our world. The books that we all know of exist in this film. Mm. so there is in this film there is the literacy version of Sherlock Holmes mm. and the man that inspired them Yeah. Um, he retired because he wasn't happy with his last case and he couldn't handle it um, he wasn't happy with Watson's version of events yeah. that Watson's version of the case that became the book were not how it actually mm-hmm. happened and we see Holmes's struggle to remember the actual events yeah. of of that case Now you're not a Sherlock Holmes fan but you watched this with me I did I mean, What did you think?
1: I thought it was a really <laughs> lovely film it it wasn't too sad, but, but it wasn't too happy. It was kind of, you, you kind of got a gist of what he was kind of going through. Yeah. And he'd just come back from Japan to get this prickly ash.
0: Yeah, he'd travelled to Japan um, to collect a plant which apparently had uh, restorative
1: properties to help restore
0: his mind so that he could recall the events of this this final Mm. case Um, the one thing I I, I do like in this film is Sherlock was never really a people person
1: no he wasn't was he
0: Um, and arrogance bordering on being well yeah he was often rude Know, and mm. insulting. Yeah. Because he just considered people lesser than him. Mm. Um. But what is really nice in this film is the relationship he has with the young lad.
1: What Roger? Yeah. He's lovely. He
0: does seem to they so, do seem to relate?
1: Yeah, and they sort of sort of bounce off each other really because he's quite inquisitive. Yeah. And whereas Holmes is a little probably a little bit more reserved, so but then he wants to show how. He he keeps his bees and things yeah, like that. Yeah, I
0: think know. I think
1: what. And he, I think he just genuinely does care for this
0: I for think this so. boy. I think so. You
1: know.
0: Yeah, because they they sort of bond over the mm, beekeeping, don't they? And yeah. it, and as Holmes's health it
1: deteriorates, does
0: deteriorate. Roger sort of takes over.
1: The, the upkeep it, of, the, of the bees. He basically
0: becomes the sole care. I mean, of it's like
1: when he was trying to disturb a wasp's nest. Yeah. To. To protect, to protect the, bees. the bees from it where he got stung,
0: yeah
1: now Holmes also also realized that wasps don't leave a sting, yes. so when he did get stung, he didn't have like loads of stings in his face or whatever yeah. he was actually allergic to the wasps yes. rather than the bees
0: yeah
1: so you know that kind of care yeah you know yeah. so he it, was... it,
0: it took it took Sherlock Holmes till he was 93. But he did finally mellow. Mm, he
1: did. He did finally <laughs> mellow in his later years. So It
0: is, like I said, it's it puts Holmes in the real world. But you can relate what we saw with Robert Downey Jr. Even Benedict Cumberbatch to a degree. Even though it's a completely different time period. I think there was Basil Rathbone as well who played him. That was the stereotypical... Yeah. This pipe and whatever um if you ever saw those films if you ever read those books you can relate this grumpy old man yeah. to
1: because he was quite grumpy anyway wasn't he in a way he, i don't
0: know if he was grumpy he was just rude
1: <laughs> <laughs> call him rude cold grumpy, you know whatever
0: he, yeah he was he just wasn't overly pleasant mm. he Definitely in the books, and to an extent in the Robert Downey Jr. films, um, he was fine if he was on a case. Yeah, it's he was when he's
1: when he was away from his case. It, it was when he was bored. Yeah,
0: it was a nightmare mm. because he'd be smoking everything, he'd be injecting everything else. Yeah,
1: he'd just be. He he
0: was just a nightmare, mm-hmm. um, but as soon as he was on a case, he was a marginally better (laughs) unless Mm. it was dealing with Lestrade who he just referred to as an idiot yeah Mm. um one thing that does follow the books with this film is that Holmes has not married and there are no children and if you know your your Holmes backstory there was only ever one woman for Holmes which was Irene Adler and there's a really nice touch at the end of the film where he's laying the stones yes. for people that have gone. gone. Yeah. So he, lay, he, he, he he's, he's sat on the, on the cliffs, isn't he, yes. overlooking the sea? The sea, and
1: he's placing these stones. And
0: it's a Japanese ritual, I mm. think, that you lay a stone for people that you've lost. So he lays one for, for John Watson, he lays one for his brother and Mrs. Hudson. And there's a stone he puts down that he doesn't name. Yeah. And I think that one's Irene. Or the woman. Yeah. Or he, that
1: was it that woman? It or was the woman. The woman. Yeah.
0: He never referred to Irene as Irene Adler. It was always the woman. Yeah. Um, whether that was a mark of respect. There, there's two different versions yeah. of, of what that might be. Right. Um, but yeah, there's a stone there mm. that he doesn't say a name when he puts it mm. down. So I think that was that was for her.
1: That was for her. Yeah. In a way it's quite sweet. Yeah. It's kind of showing his romantic side I would thought. To, so a, you degree, know, to you you a degree had one. if he ever had one. If he ever had one in, in a way it is quite romantic isn't it? And I thought Ian McKellen was superb in the role.
0: Ian McKellen is brilliant.
1: He's a legend.
0: Um yeah. I I where I remember this film being announced and it was like That's a good call. Ian McKellen as Sherlock Holmes. That's a good call. Mm -hmm. Um, And it is a cracking performance. It didn't break any records money wise. But it's one of those things. I don't think it needed to.
1: No, I think it was just one of those nice. Again, a simple story...
0: There, there there, are a couple of little mysteries tied into it, aren't there? About... Yeah, but
1: it's not overcomplicated, yeah. so you can still follow it. You know, it's not... Like, it's so complicated that, oh, my God, what's what's happened there? What's happened there? And, you know, you have to think about it. It's one of those times you can just sit back after a long day and watch. And
0: I mean, the three mysteries, well, I mean, there is... The main mystery, which is what ha- what was the actual, actual case. case? Yeah. Uh, there's what's killing the bees.
1: Yeah, and. And, and
0: then the, the trip to Japan yeah, was a little bit. Kind of. It wasn't quite what you you thought it was, was, was it? He no. was almost there under false pretences. Yeah, almost, in a in it?
1: way, yes. Yeah.
0: Um, it cost ten million to make. Um, excuse me. Um, um. Didn't manage. Didn't quite manage thirty million. Right as a return, mm. so financially it's a b- absolute bomb. But
1: yeah.
0: Uh, the the critical reviews of it were were favourable, mm. but we saw this last week with Judy. Yeah. That it didn't make a ton of money, nowhere near what you'd have wanted exactly. it to. But everyone loved it. Yeah.
1: Yeah,
0: you know, the the critical performance mm-hmm. was there.
1: Definitely. So, and some sometimes I think. performance is worth better than what it makes actually at the box office if people have enjoyed the film and have given good reviews about it
0: yeah then and i think sometimes as well is if you don't live like us if you don't live in reach of a chain cinema yeah and and your only cinema is an independent cinema Mm you're not always going to get these films because these independent cinemas are going to want to get the films in that are going to have the biggest return. Of course. And where this film might not have a massive appeal, you know, it could be where it let its... It didn't quite get the exposure it should have had. Yeah,
1: Maybe other films had masked it at the time.
0: Maybe. Um, 2015, trying to... I don't think what came out. Well, we're almost certainly getting bombarded with films from like the Marvel.
1: Yes. Marvel franchise and things like that. So it could be a a contributing factor. You know, you
0: you get these films. They are brilliant. Mm. But it's just unfortunate there was something bigger.
1: At the time. That just overshadowed it.
0: Mm. Um, Yeah. If you're a fan of, of the Sherlock Holmes films... Um, It was based on a a novel, actually, which I must try and pick up. Uh, And the the book it was taken from was called A Trick of the Mind, which, from what I could find, does focus on a retired Holmes Mm. who's struggling with his mind, which is Mm. failing at this point. Yeah. Um, Yes, if you're a fan of the films, fan of the series with Benedict Cumberbatch... And especially Benedict Cumberbatch, if you want to get a, a picture of how he turns out, yeah. then yeah, I mean, I'd pick this film yeah, up and. I would it,
1: recommend it, it as well. It, it
0: is a, a gentle couple of hours, mm. isn't it? It's nothing
1: Nothing too it, heavy. There's,
0: there's, there is that emotional involvement with it because you, mm. you, you do find yourself caring for this cantankerous old bastard, but yeah. there's nothing too deep there, is there? No. There's nothing too complicated.
1: No
0: say so, yeah I'd definitely say, pick it up it, it must be on a streaming service by now I'm
1: sure it is I'm sure
0: yeah it is. i I mean, I'm a Sherlock fan, so I own this, but mm. you you know you must be able to find it
1: somewhere, somewhere. if you, if
0: you didn't want didn't want to buy it
1: yeah, but no, it's a, it's a very good film, but, yeah,
0: now, your second film is something completely different, yeah so bring completely us. In. Di- Right, it's one of well,
1: it's one of my favourite twenty nineteen films I think, because I've been raving about this for quite a while, haven't I?
0: I remember you nearly wetting yourself. So
1: it <laughs> yeah, it's a film called Yesterday. Now we, it's it's uh, directed by Danny Boyle.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Um, screenplay's by Richard Curtis. So, love actually, four weddings and a funeral.
0: It's, so all, right, there. it's, it's
1: yeah, all there. It's all there. It's all there. It stars Himish Patel, um, Lily James.
0: I've met her.
1: I know you've met her. Um, Ed Sheeran's in it. hmm And Kate McKinnon as well. Um, The budget was quite a large budget. It was $26 million And it gro- grossed the buff- box office at $151.3 million. That's not too bad. That's not bad at all. And it was released last June on the 28th.
0: Perfect summer film.
1: And it was a summer film because I went to see this twice at the cinema and I think I've watched it about four times at home. So
0: this was one of your pre-order before you've left the cinema. cinema.
1: Yeah, definitely. Yeah. I think no, actually I think it pre-got pre-ordered before I got into the cinema. Okay. So yeah. So it it was high off on of my list of expectations <laughs> and it never failed me. So basically the storyline Okay, is a struggling singer-songwriter called Jack Malik. Now, he's from, I think, Surrey or Sussex or somewhere yeah. around there. Um, his manager and childhood friend, Ellie, encourages him not to give up.
0: Because he's, yeah, because he's a struggling... He's, he's just a gigging just, musician. He, he's just a gigging
1: museum. He went to the Latitude Festival... Yeah. Um we got really excited about he thought he was gonna be playing the main stage, but he was in a tent. Yeah. Um but yeah, but he basically he's given up now. He's he's had enough, he needs to grow up and move on and things like that. Yeah. So, um during a global blackout, now the whole world went down for about twenty seconds.
0: Um, Wasn't it they do say don't they? It's something like twelve seconds. Twelve
1: seconds, I think. It's not long. Yeah. Then Jack is hit by a bus. He does. He gets hit by a bus because he's cycling home.
0: Yeah. Um.
1: After he got, after he, he gets out of hospital. Yeah.
0: This is where things start going he, a bit strange.
1: Get a little bit strange. Um. After he gets out of hospital, he goes to the pub with his friends. Yeah. They present him with a new guitar because obviously his got a bit. He's smashed got up. smashed. Um. He sings the Beatles yesterday.
0: A beautiful song. A, for a bea- beautiful
1: song for a beautiful, beautiful guitar. guitar. Yeah. So yeah. Um And then his friends were like, wow, that's a really good song. Yeah. And he was like, oh, I didn't write it. Yeah. It was John, Paul, Ringo, yeah. and have oh, I missed someone else? George. George, that's the one. They're like, who? Who's the Beatles? So he, he rushes home yeah. after the pub and he Googles the Beatles and only a Beatle comes up and he's like, what the hell? Yeah. Everybody has forgotten the Beatles. The
0: Beatles don't exist.
1: Don't exist.
0: Never existed.
1: Oasis don't exist either.
0: Which yeah, which makes sense <laughs> because if, you, if Oasis were influenced by the Beatles, then yeah,
1: yeah. Um, the Rolling Stones are still there. Stones so still. Stones still there, so that's good. Uh, Pepsi. Pepsi. Now Coke had vanished
0: that's right coke, coke had, been... had
1: vanished and replaced it with pepsi could only get pepsi yeah and now cigarettes. i would be and cigarettes weren't there either it was yeah. kind of a weird thing i don't know what actually happened um
0: so jack hatches a plan doesn't he, he
1: does hatch a plan he... and it's
0: a deviously brilliant plan. <laughs> it is a
1: very devious brilliant one because he starts putting the songs out as his own Yes. So, um,
0: so he starts performing the Beatles, Beatles songs as his own. Has,
1: has, as he's written them. Uh-huh. So he records a demo al- album.
0: Next to a train track. If Next I to right. a train track,
1: yeah. And um, so he literally gets this album together. He gives... He gives freebies out at his local. I think where he works in the like an alliance type place. He
0: works. It was a supermarket. I thought was it like it's a, a cash
1: beam... and carry. I think yeah. Is. It's a. Like, it's a bit like alliance over here. I would have thought
0: yeah.
1: And uh, so he gives them out at free with his, with their shopping, and yep. um, Ed Sheeran picks it up.
0: That's right, and Ed goes to his house.
1: He does, yeah, and he's like, what the hell? Ed Sheeran's at my house. Yeah. And he basically says, come on tour with me. You can be the warm-up act.
0: That's right, he wants him as his support act. Yeah,
1: so he goes down an absolute storm. He actually goes to Russia first. He does. And he performs USSR. Girls in the USSR. USSR, yeah. Yeah. So... um, (laughs) And it's like, why are you singing about the Cold War or yeah. you know, about that kind of era? The USSR
0: doesn't exist anymore well, and hasn't done for fifty years. Yeah. So you
1: know, <laughs> you know, Then they, then he gets challenged to a songwriting contest. They have ten minutes.
0: Ten minutes to write a song. To
1: write a song, so Jack's sitting there thinking, "What am I gonna? What am I gonna play?"
0: Yeah. Uh, no, he. It is cheating, because he comes up with the long and winding winding road, road, which is, you know, that's not really fair.
1: No, it's not really. But he obviously wins this.
0: Yeah.
1: Ed's management team comes over to him and said, we need you to get to LA now.
0: Because they want to sign him.
1: Yep, basically. Um, He's a big, big hit, you know, and then he gets, he's so in love with Ellie. And Ellie's in love with him.
0: Now, Ellie is played by, by Lily James. Just, and she plays it really well, because she's quite, she's quite dowdy in this, isn't she? She is actually she's quite sort of
1: dowdy. Cardigans. Kind of cardigans and, and...
0: And not a lot going on. No,
1: it's really frizzy hair. Yeah. And, you know, not the sort of roles that you'd think she'd play, but she's it's really good in it. Really good in it. Obviously, I won't give away the ending if people haven't seen it.
0: No, because there is one other thing that's quite big which has vanished which we don't find out till the end yeah and we won't i won't say it because it's it it is quite it he says something and she's like what and you just see this flicker of an idea go go through his eyes yeah and he's like um nothing
1: no <laughs> oh yes, yeah, yeah. So, so it's you know it's ah oh, it's just such a great film with a great storyline by Richard Curtis.
0: And again, it's nothing complicated. No,
1: it's not. It's very straightforward. she got cameos from Sarah Lancashire in there as well. Yes, yeah, she's there. She she's like she remember. There's two people. There's
0: two. That's two right. Two other he,
1: people in in the world.
0: Two other people that, that remember, remember the,
1: Beatles. the Beatles. And then. And she thanks him for keeping
0: I... their music alive. Yeah, yeah,
1: exactly. And I think it's great. And um, as I said, I won't give away the ending because you know it's it's for you to watch and you to enjoy. I just love it. I really do.
0: It's right up your. your oh, yeah, street definitely. It's that musical. Happy go lucky. And it's song, also
1: but... bringing the Beatles' music to 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 the younger generation as well. That
0: is the other thing this film does really well is Mm. it just shows just how good... I'm not the world's biggest Beatles fan.
1: Nor am I, but I do enjoy their music. But their back catalogue is huge. I know. It's absolutely huge. And to actually pinpoint certain songs out of that back catalogue is amazing.
0: Where this film is really clever is it almost showcases the Beatles' greatest hits. Yeah, basically. And it's, you know... (laughs) I don't own any Beatles albums, and you don't either. But we know every word to every one of the songs mm. in that film.
1: Yeah.
0: And it is their greatest hits catalog. Yeah, it's, definitely. And that's I think the success of the film, because yeah. the Beatles did a lot of experimental stuff oh, as well God, when, yes. when they were tripping balls.
1: Yes, definitely. So and
0: then some of that stuff which just yeah. isn't going to make it onto film.
1: Again. It's a, it's another easy-going kind of film. It's nothing overly complicated. So it's, it's we're kind of reviewing like Sunday afternoon
0: films. We have, yeah. yeah. We have to find something deep and meaningful for...
1: Well, I think we're going on to one next, I think. Well, it's
0: not really deep and meaningful, but yeah, we, we're going to need something a bit harder to,
1: to... To pack the punches with next week.
0: I've got a couple of ideas for next week.
1: Yeah, and me. I've got a couple of ideas as well, so um, we'll see.
0: Yeah, while this lockdown and... Global quarantine is is happening.
1: we'll get some really good films on the go. The the DVD player is working overdrive at the moment.
0: (laughs) Amazon Prime. Disney Plus, we haven't actually hit.
1: No, we actually haven't hit Disney Plus, which I'm very, very surprised about. I thought we'd be hitting it. The internet would be gone. Yeah. And that would be it. But we haven't.
0: Because I am really keen to get into... The Mandalorian.
1: I am as well. But I think we need to have that after the quarantine period is over. Because okay. be, we've got so much to watch at the moment.
0: By we, you mean you.
1: Yeah. <laughs> I've got <laughs> literally box sets lining up and films that are coming from, from Amazon. And other online retailers are available.
0: All all, but... all brought in mind with this show.
1: Yeah, definitely. I mean, I've got some crackers coming. Yeah, so we might you might be hearing about them shortly. So
0: there are a couple of series I know that you do want to talk about. Um, they probably all feature Philip Glenister. So
1: no, they don't. Not all of them. <laughs> Not all of them. A bit of John Sim and Keely Hawes. and. Okay. So yeah. Yeah. Other in, th-
0: in association with. Yeah. Um. <laughs> <laughs> so. My second film is, all the films so far today have been kind of easygoing, warm feeling kind of yeah. films. My film isn't that.
1: No, it's not.
0: This is a proper, old-fashioned, balls-out action, non-stop. Mm. And I, I didn't know how old this was, actually. Released in 2000. Whoa. So, The brilliant twenty years ago. I know. I went to see this. Oh my god! The amazing gone in sixty seconds. Um, It's it's kind. It's really old fashioned, actually. Because towards the end of the nineties, we had the Matrix, which kind of changed how action films were made.
1: Yeah.
0: Everything wanted to be the Matrix. Gone in 60 Seconds is a throwback almost to the 80s action films. Mm -hmm. There's very little plot here. There's very little depth. It's It's just Angelina. It's it's just, it's just, it's just, okay. Yeah, opening credits and go. Um, If you haven't seen it, the film base is is around a, a young car thief who takes a a big job from a gangster and yeah. the job is to steal 50 cars for this gangster
1: yeah
0: uh, the young car thief bundles it mm. he gets caught by the police so his older brother who is a retired master car thief has to come out of retirement he assembles his old crew and they have to fulfil the order and obviously the older brother is Nick Cage. Um he his old crew consists of Angelina Jolie, uh Vinnie Jones as well, weirdly. Um really he's in there. Yes. Wow. And Robert Duval, who's no relation to Shelley Duval I did check. <laughs> um all the cars have are given names so that anyone listening over the radio waves won't think anything of it if they pick up a transmission regarding to Sarah or Louise or mm-hmm. whatever. Um I could not I only watched this the other night. I could not tell you one other car name. <laughs> the, uh, the, and the only car anyone ever remembers from this film is Eleanor. Oh is it? Eleanor is a nineteen sixty seven Ford Shelby GT. <laughs> Um, this is a mythical car for Nicolas Cage's character Yeah, he, I think he's tried to steal one something like three times and it's always ended badly it's nearly killed him it's, it's, <laughs> it, it breaks down it, won't, it just won't start yeah. to begin with so when he sees that there is an Eleanor on the car list he's like, oh shit and that he saves that one till last yeah um and there are a couple of moments where he, he's just waiting for like the police cars to go past and the engine cuts out. And he's like, oh, no, come on. And he's trying to get it to start yeah. and it just won't have it. Um, it's, it is just proper fun. Like I said, there's no depth in this film at all. And the moments where it does have like, a slower pace or some some deep moments between the characters they just feel a little bit a little bit out of place Mm. it's like yeah enough of this soppy shit just get on to yes this is better yeah Yeah, yeah, let's start the car chases again please
1: yeah
0: Um, it was produced by and this won't surprise you if you've seen any of his films um, Jerry Bruckheimer oh wow Um, big director Bruckheimer's production company were behind things like Top Gun, The Rock, Conair, oh, Armageddon, Bad Boys, Pirates of the Caribbean came through the... Yes, the, Bruckheimer, yes. Um, Prince of Persia, and another Nicolas Cage one, National Treasure. Bruckheimer's company uh, are probably the best with this kind of film. It's like, yeah, give us a story. We don't care how shit it is. We're going to make it look huge. Yeah, exactly. And if, without even knowing it's a Bruckheimer film, you can watch it and go, Mm. this has got Jerry's fingerprints all over it. Yeah. What was the
1: takings like for the
0: film? Critically, they hated it. (laughs) (laughs) Of course. Everyone hated it. Um, It had a massive budget as well for 2000. um, 90 million.
1: Wow. Which. Wow. But
0: when you consider the amount of high-end cars that, Mm. that featured in this film, I think I found that a fair chunk of the budget went on insurance for these bloody things. Oh my god. Yeah. Um, box office takings, it more than doubled itself uh, 237 wow. million. That's People couldn't amazing. get enough of it. Um, I think mainly the, the main part of the audience that went to see it would have been pubescent. Just boys. post-pubescent boys who got very sweaty and clammy when Angelina Jolie rocks up <laughs> on a motorbike. I remember that scene.
1: <laughs> <laughs> Did it make you clammy yeah. when you watched it again?
0: I mean, this was like <laughs> this was like nineties Jolie. Mm. This was post Tomb Raider esque when she was all she was was boobs and lips. Yeah, she was. Um also, weirdly in this film, I know Vinnie Jones was a weird one. Um, but Christopher Eccleston...
1: Oh wow. Was Wasn't it? This. Uh
0: yeah, he plays the gangster who's who's gonna kill
1: Does Vinnie play a gangster?
0: No, Vinnie's one of the Nicholas good Pages' really crew. Yeah, wow. he plays a character called Sphinx who doesn't speak. Oh okay. <laughs> so <laughs> Yeah. So well, which is you probably go. best. If yeah. you've ever heard Vinnie Jones talk, it's probably Better that he doesn't. Um, Also in this, uh, I didn't know, um, three Oscar winners. Really? Yep. Duval, Cage and Jolie all have Oscars going into this film. Cool. Um, I don't know how close to... What a lot of people didn't know is this was actually a remake of a 1974 film of the same name. I, I don't know how close it is to, that <laughs> to the original. Story. I genuinely can't find a lot about it. No, no.
1: Um,
0: I did look to, to see mm. if I could track down a copy of the original, just so I could say I'd seen it. But
1: You haven't? No. But yeah,
0: there's no. plenty of other things to buy. There is. But no, it's, <laughs> the one thing this film is, is it's, it's unapologetically stupid. Mm. And I think it almost... It knows it is as well. So it doesn't try to play it seriously. It's like... The whole attitude of the film is... Yeah, we know this wouldn't happen. But, you know, what are you going to do? We're filming it. Yeah. <laughs> and it, it's... And for almost a two-hour film as well... It really does rattle along... At a hell of a pace. Mm. But I I think that's because... Like I said, there's not a great deal of depth to, to, to sort it. of slow it down. You know, there's the weirdest sort of almost sex scene between Nicolas Cage and Angelina Jolie where he's kissing her and then just saying like random car parts like double clutch and, and then gearbox. <laughs> and, and Nicolas Cage is a weird guy anyway, so you can actually picture him doing that in real life. But... <laughs> It is, it's, it's just really, really quite strange, and mildly disturbing, because mm. you go outside the day after and look at your car and think, no, maybe I'll walk. Yeah. <laughs>
1: <laughs> <laughs> so would you recommend the oh, film? Oh,
0: definitely, and any Bruckheimer film, really.
1: Mm.
0: Although the one on that list that I read out, Armageddon.
1: Was that with, yeah. um, did it have Ned Tyler in it?
0: Yeah, that was the Bruce Willis one. And Ben Affleck, I think.
1: Yes, but did have Liv Tyler in it. Yeah. Is that the Aerosmith song? Yeah, it came
0: out. Do you remember? It came out really close to another one that was basically the same film called Deep Impact. Yeah. And I just remember seeing them both, and in both films, I wanted the meteor to win.
1: Yeah. I just hated the
0: the the characters. It's like God Almighty. If these guys are here to save us, just let it hit. (laughs) This is the best of humanity. Just let the damn thing hit us.
1: Yeah, definitely.
0: Okay. I think we're going to take a little break for a minute and we will be back very shortly.
1: Shortly.
0: So yes, gone in 60 seconds. It is two hours of just old-fashioned, 80s-style Nonsense fun. Yeah. Um, Nick Cage is brilliant. Uh, Robert Duvall is instantly likable. Uh, it it yeah. If you haven't seen it, and, and I was surprised, like I said, how old it is. So there's yeah, I'm a, there's surprised. half a chance.
1: I thought it was older, actually.
0: I don't know. I don't. I don't know how I felt. I just seem to remember it being a lot more recent, maybe, than, mm. than 2000. Um, it did actually remind me of a proper 90s action film, which I think is going to make it onto next week's show. I'll talk to you about that yeah. off-air. <laughs> um, but yes, plot-wise, it's, it's like 3 out of 10.
1: Yeah.
0: But, but, but action-wise, and just for enjoyment... It's a solid 10, because yeah. it's just cars driving faster. That's, yeah. Um, and I remember we all came out of the cinema, and we were all going to buy a 67 Shelby. <laughs> <and
1: then
0: we're, laughs> every car we ever owned was going to be called Eleanor, and, <laughs> and, uh, <laughs> and all that stuff. I don't know if I've ever had a car called Eleanor. Yeah. I, I did have one called Start Your Bastard, but that was <laughs> something else. <laughs> so, so, yeah. So... Sort of four, very different films again. Yeah,
1: very eclectic mix there again.
0: And, uh, and I think, like I said, I've got a couple of ideas for next week.
1: Yeah, I've got a couple of ideas as well.
0: Um, like we said, if if you've got any films that you want to suggest, you know we'll definitely give them a mention. Any, definitely. Any suggestions that come in, some we might even look at. A bit deeper.
1: Yeah. Message us via all the social uh, media platforms. Twitter, Facebook, Instagram. Yeah. Please, please send in your suggestions. Yeah, keep
0: sharing the page as well. Yeah. And the posts and whatever. See see if we can get a bit more.
1: And a big shout out to the people who've liked the page on Facebook.
0: I know, yeah. And the actual response and the plays are, are not just last week's episode, but an episode that was just really... Well, it was me, wasn't it? When mm-hmm. I got onto G Net Radio, the the plays on that are going up as well. So it's it's nice that I think people are going to other things yeah. that we've done yeah. under the Dead Man's Chest name. So yeah, it's it's been good. We we're, we're still growing, yeah. but you know, big thank you for for all the interaction we've had so far on on the the social media pages. Like I said, we'll be, I don't know if we'll announce what the next episode will be. Maybe.
1: Maybe, just to Maybe. give you a bit of a heads up.
0: Maybe a little bit of a hint for later on in the week. Um, will you come back again?
1: Of course I'll come back again. Yeah. I'm yeah, here every week. You're here every week.
0: It's um, It's amazing how, how quickly the podcast makes the week go. Yes, it does. Because, I mean, we try to record sort of. Sunday I know today's Monday but it will usually be on a mm. Saturday or Sunday so we record mm. we record on the Sunday and then by Tuesday Wednesday we're talking about what films we're going to do for
1: the the next one for the
0: next show and and then sort of we've got the rest of the week to sort of write up any notes and and watch the films as well which yes. isn't easy all, no. all the time uh, and then sort of get enough material together that we can we can we can join you guys for sort of an hour or so yeah and then it all starts again (laughs) yes it's it's a
1: constant cycle it's
0: just a constant thing um hopefully one day we'll be paid to do this
1: yes would be nice it would be
0: really nice (laughs) um but until then
1: we're We're still um, here
0: we're still here we'll keep doing our thing i do actually really enjoy it
1: i do too it's really
0: good Uh, i I mean, for those of you who don't know, I was involved with another podcast last year, which which I think will come back. On some level, it okay. will be back. Um, but yeah, I, I do miss it. Uh, and this is so far, it has been really, really enjoyable. Yeah. Um, like I said, even if it's just us two talking to ourselves.
1: Yeah, exactly. And we do that anyway. With,
0: yeah. <laughs> So until next week guys. Yeah, stay Ho- safe. Hopefully we'll we'll hear from you with with some of your suggestions that you might want to get out there for people to to have a look at. But until then, stay safe, look after yourselves. We must nearly be at the end of this madness. It has to be. It has to be. Um but yes, we'll be back next week. Yeah. Take care, guys, and um, thanks for joining us. We'll see you soon. Bye. Bye.